This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Hallelujah. We're going to be coming out of Ephesians 6 and 10. Amen. Ephesians 6 and 10. All right. What's happening here is that Paul is uh, writing this letter to the church at Ephesus. Uh, he was in prison at uh, Rome. And he the, the whole purpose of him writing the the, uh, the church at Ephesus is to uh, confirm and equip them for, for maturing and growing as Christians. All right. And, you know, we'll ever be growing and maturing uh, as we're here on the earth until we see Christ. Amen. So Ephesians 6 and 10, very familiar scripture. <coughs> Excuse me. And it reads, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And we got to remember that as Christians, it's not a, it's not a battle, that, a carnal battle, but against principalities, or so these are angelic beings, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen, we have to remember the bigger picture of what we are dealing with as Christians, amen, that, you know, we talked about uh, before that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, and that we are all experiencing the activity of these uh, principalities, these powers, these rulers of the doctors of the world, they uh, exerted upon us, amen, and, and, and here Paul is making us aware of this amen and making the church specifically at ephesus aware of the pressure exerted upon us as christians every day because of this uh this this activity going on by these angelic beings amen glory to god and you know we've all heard this scripture uh preached about in church and 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 dealt with amen but I'm here to tell you today that I can't be effective or you can't be effective or we as Christians can't be effective in spiritual warfare until we um, have the concepts, the understanding that Paul was teaching earlier in this book, amen, to the church at Ephesus, amen. So we there's some prerequisites prerequisites if i'm speaking correctly that we need before we can jump into spiritual warfare as christians and unfortunately we have jumped into spiritual warfare without first being prepared and matured in the things that occur before these uh these verses here amen Glory to God. Now, this is happening to us now. We are feeling these pressures, this this force upon us now, especially during this um, this unprecedented time that we're all experiencing. Amen. With the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, with the social unrest, um, with the political unrest, with all that's going on, we are feeling these things right now. But before we can effectively engage in spiritual warfare, we need to know uh, the foundation that Paul laid for the church at Ephesus and for our benefit as well. Amen. The Holy Spirit had that intent. Hallelujah. That we might be equipped and, 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 and helped to be to helped to be made mature by the teachings that Paul shared before we get here. So we don't this is not a place of starting. Amen. We have to go back and see what Paul taught them. In order to bring them to this place amen so our message today amen is sit walk war sit walk war amen so won't you join me as i pray amen uh to, to let god have his way during our service amen 
Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus, and we thank you and praise you for another opportunity to gather together online uh, to hear your word. Amen. And I pray, Lord God, that you draw everyone you've ordained to join this online service. Draw them from the north, south, east, and west. Draw them from the cyberspace, Lord God, and bring them to a place where we gather together here on this YouTube site, Lord God, to be able to hear a word from you. Now, Father God, you've tasked me with something that's far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today like never before. Feed your people. Have your way in their lives. In Jesus' name, let somebody say amen. Sit, walk, war. We, as Christians, just jump into the war part. And we, we, we neglect sitting and walking first. Amen. But let's see what Paul had to teach to the Corinthians. Amen. So we're going to uh, first look at our position in Christ. What is our position in Christ? Amen. Where, where do we stand before Father God in the universe? Where, where, where is our position? Amen. So we're going to turn to chapter 2 of uh, Ephesians, and we're going to look at our position in Christ. Amen. So chapter 2, verse 4, and it reads, But God, who is rich in mercy, we better know that our God is, if he's rich in something, he's rich in mercy. Amen. Now, mercy is uh, God deciding not to give us what we do deserve and what we do deserve. And if you're going to be honest, like I'm going to be honest, amen, we deserve hell. We were sinners and the just uh, consequence for sinners is hell. But God, who is rich in mercy, gave us Jesus. All right. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. So God loves us with a great love and he loved us with a great love. Next verse. Even when we were dead in sins, we, you, I were dead in our sins. So we were separated from God in our sins. So dead from a biblical standpoint means separation. Uh, if we look at it from a physical standpoint, it means separated from your body. Amen. But from a biblical standpoint, separated from God. We were dead or separated from God in our sins. And if you were like me, you enjoyed sinning. As, as scripture says sin have pleasure. But sin has awesome, awesome consequences that none of us want to uh, uh, be a part of. All right. So even when we were dead in our sins, have quickened us or made us alive together with christ all right by grace we are saved ye are saved it says next verse and have raised us up together now i dealt with this verse uh many weeks ago and have raised us up together verse six and made us to sit together in heavenly places in christ so he raised up us and christ when he raised christ from the dead he raised us up spiritually alive again to be reconnected with Father God again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to deal with this scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. What, this is, what is basically happening here. Amen. Hallelujah. It says our legal spiritual position as believers is that we are in Christ, no longer in Adam. Christ is now the federal head of the human race or our representative. All right. So a human being, the, the representative for all human beings, now sits at the right hand of Father God. Once that, that, that area, that, that seat was unoccupied because Adam and all of mankind was separated from Father God, but now a human being sits on the right hand of Father God, and that human being is uh, Christ Jesus. Amen. He is the God-man. When Christ went to heaven, amen, he has a human body in heaven. Now, it's a celestial body. It's a supernatural body, amen. But a human being, our representative, our federal head, sits on the right hand of God. We are no longer 
our representative is no longer Adam. If we are Christians and believers, our representative now is Christ. So the, the, the one that uh, represents us in heaven is Christ for believers. So we're no longer in Adam and we're now alive or spiritually alive and have access to Father God. So we have access to Father God through Christ and all the blessings he intended for us from the beginning of man's creation. As Christ is seated next to the Father, we as believers being in Christ are seated legally, spiritually, next to Father God in heaven. So there's an intimacy now. We're not praying to God like he's far off and out of touch and everything. That We, we need to really understand our nearness to Father God because we are in Christ spiritually, legally, amen, and as he sits next to Father God, we're there, hallelujah, uh, legally, spiritually, there's a nearness to God, he's our Father, amen, he's not some far off, oh, Father God, I, I have no understanding of you, where you are, you know, we, we get caught up in all these super spiritual things, but we need to understand that we are seated, uh, we are in, seated in, we are seated next to Father God in Christ, Hallelujah. And there are blessings that God wants to bestow upon us being in this position. Amen. We should rest in our position, our favorite position. Amen. So uh, when uh, when you hear the term seated, biblically, it means that a job is done. So Christ finished his work for us of, of paying for our sins. And he's after he finished his work, he ascended and to heaven and sat next to Father God and being our representative, amen, we are in him. Legally, we are in him spiritually. And he is in us spiritually by way of his Holy Spirit, amen. So we're in a favorite position. So sit, our first position is to sit. We are seated. It is done. Our salvation is done. We should rest knowing that we're in a favored position of God. So as a Christian, our first understanding should be that our salvation is a done deal. We are forgiven of all our sins, past, present, and future. We are in a favored position near to God through Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And it, and it denotes an intimacy that we can enjoy with Father God through Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. I've said this and I'll say it again. We were not sinners because of what we did. We were sinners because of what Adam did. And now we are not saints or Christians because of what we did. We are saints or Christians because of what Christ did. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's, it's really not about you and me. It's all about Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We're in a favored position. Sit with rest in that rest my god let's move on walk in christ so we're in a favorite position we're, we're seated we should be at rest amen now the next thing amen is to walk in christ amen what does that mean ephesians 4 and 1 let's turn to that scripture amen amen and it reads I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, Now, this is Paul, he was in prison in Rome, so he, this is a, a, a prison epistle, he, a prison letter that he's writing to the church at Ephesus. It says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you or ask of you that you walk worthy after a godly sort or in a godly manner or in a holy manner, that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you were called. So we're to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we're called. So we're, we're at rest. We know we're forgiven. We're, uh, we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We have access to Father God and all the blessings that he wants to bestow upon us. Amen. And now Paul beseeches his listeners and the Holy Spirit allowed him to uh, share this with all of us. Amen. That we walk worthy after a godly manner or a holy manner of the vocation wherewith we're called. Now, what is the word vocation? If we look at the bottom of the screen here, vocation, amen, in the Greek, because we're reading from the New Testament portion of the Bible and the words are translated from Greek, is klesis, amen, and it means to call, 
It means an invitation, amen? So uh, uh, we were called, we were invited by God, and it's used of one whom God declares worthy of calling. So he, he, he considers this worthy of calling, amen? Which he has commanded to be given him, uh, worthy of the calling which he, has, which he has commanded to be given him, and therefore it, therefore fit to obtain the blessings promised in the call. So that's a mouthful, but... God has called us, and now um, it is his desire that we walk worthy of this call that he called us with. Amen? So we just can't live any kind of way. It doesn't mean we're going to hell if we sin or, or mess up. It means we should want to represent God with a lifestyle that honors him. And listen, we all, God understands our weakness. God understands that we are not perfect. Amen. Glory to God. But we should live intentionally. We should live with an understanding that we want to walk in a way or live in a way that honors God, that does not misrepresent him to the world. But it first starts with knowing we are Loved, we are cherished, we are valued, we are uh, seated in heavenly places with Christ, we, we, we are forgiven of all our sins, past, present, and future. We should rest in the fact that God loves us enough to send Jesus, amen, that the work is done, he's seated next to Father God, and we're seated with him uh, positionally and spiritually and legally. And then from that, then we are empowered to walk worthy or in a holy manner to honor God. We often try to do this, walk holy. We, we, we want to live holy before we understand our position in God. And we get caught up in works. Let's move on. Verse 2, how do we do this? With all lowliness or uh, uh, humility. Sometimes we as Christians have a problem with humility. We can be very arrogant. That's, that's not walking worthy of the vocation we're with your call. With all lowliness, meekness. Uh, meekness is basically saying, God, not my will, thy will be done. Your will is greater than my will. With long suffering. Oh, man. We don't like, I don't like long suffering. But it's a part of the deal. We're not always going to have everything we want when we want it. With long suffering that, that just, you know, it's easy to, you know, when you don't get what you want, to just say, Lord, I just quit. I give up. Then we're not walking worthy of the vocation wherewith we're called. Forbearing or bearing with one another in love. Part of the deal is dealing with difficult people. It doesn't mean that you're anybody's doormat and that they can just take advantage of you all the time. But um, there are times when God would have us to deal with difficult people with love. Difficult people do not make an excuse for us to meet, mistreat them because of their difficult behavior. I mean... Obviously, you don't want to be in the company of people who make you crazy all the time. But there are times when you have to deal with difficult people and deal with them in love. This is walking worthy of the vocation wherewith we're called. Let's remember first, God loved us. God sent his son to die for us. We're seated in heavenly places with, with Christ. Amen. He's our representative. Uh, God has a favorable um, uh a favorable um, look towards uh, believers because of Christ. He looks favorably upon believers because of Christ. Amen. We're forgiven of all our sins, past, present, and future. We should, we, we're seated with Christ. It's a place of rest. Amen. The finished work of Christ. We should be at rest. And once we 
at that place of maturity, then we move on to the holy lifestyle where we walk worthy of the vocation where we're called with all lowliness and meekness and long suffering for bearing one another in love. We can love because we've been loved. Amen. Verse three, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Amen. We should be peacemakers. We should uh, make all efforts to have peace in situations that we're around. Amen. It's not really important for me uh, to be right in a situation all the time. My wife might differ with what I just said, but hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. We shouldn't always be about uh trying to get our point of view across amen we should be about trying to endeavor to keep the unity of spirit in the bond of peace amen the, the the main point we should be trying to share with people is the gospel amen hallelujah i was once in a facebook group and um uh, this is one of my uh this is around 2010 amen so i was in between churches and i was in a difficult place and i joined this this facebook group about basketball and we used to get on there and argue with one another all the time and, and, and have disagreements. And some of you may say, oh, that's harmless. But it got really heated and people started cursing and threatening one another. And I, and I you know, I finally came to my senses. And I said, I have, to, I have to back away from this. This is not healthy. This is not, I'm not endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Amen. And that, 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 that's not to mean that we come all... Um, or holier than thou and, and, and things like that or perky or anything like that. It, it, it means that your approach in life should be about really making peace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's move on. And, and this is particular to uh, Paul's situation. This was a church made up of Christians and, and, um, and converted um, and, and Jews who, be, who became believers. Amen. That uh, the, the mystery at the time, the Jews did not understand that the Gentiles would be welcomed into the family of God. So particularly during times like these, amen, um, the church should be multiracial, multicultural, amen. And we can endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace when we have people of different backgrounds. And our church is made up of different backgrounds by, um, uh, by seeking peace, by trying to build bridges. Uh, by finding the common ground that is in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the church, the church is made up of people of all different backgrounds and uh, ethnicities and so on and so forth. So we should look to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. By, peace binds us together. All right. Let's move on. There is one body, one spirit, even as you are called to one hope of your calling. So that goes on again, uh, speaking about the multi, um, uh, multiple ethnicity of the church uh, and races and, and things of that nature. Amen. Hallelujah. We're, we're one church. I'm not up here and someone else of a different race is down here. And then they're not up here and I'm down here. We're, we're one body. One we have one spirit, the Holy Spirit even as we're called in one hope that Jesus is coming back to get us all. Amen. So we're talking about walk. Our walk, our walk should be holy. It should be full of love. It should be uh, seeking the unity and, uh, and the bond, uh, the bond of unity. All right. But first we got to know we're forgiven. We're loved. That we have authority. That we have a nearness to Father God through Christ. Then we get to this. Amen. So once we know our position in Christ, we can walk out or live out this new life, allowing the Holy Spirit to live the life of Christ. Uh, I.e. the fruit of the Spirit, love, peace, joy through us. Amen. So I, 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 did, a, I did a message years ago. Amen. Talking about it's impossible to be a Christian. Amen. This Walking it out, this walking worthy of the vocation where we're called is when you're meek, you allow the Holy Spirit to live the life of Christ, which is represented by the fruit of the Spirit in us and through us towards the world. So to have impact on the world, the world we be drawn to us when we allow the Holy Spirit to live the life of Christ through us. And he does that by 
uh, expressing the fruit of the spirit through us. Okay, enabling us to be a witness for Christ, sharing the gospel, loving everyone we encounter, regardless of race, creed, color, political affiliation, etc., etc. Amen. This is this is what we're called to do. Amen. Allow the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, you know, also a, a teaching in the church that we've all been caught up in is the preacher has demanded from us to live holy and not really unveiled to us whether they knew it or not. They probably didn't. That is the Holy Spirit that it, the holy, the spirit is holy. The Holy Spirit, when we allow him to have free course in our lives, then we can live holy. Amen. We our our means of living holy is is often um, real legalistic and very judgmental of other people and wearing all white and all the other, all the things that we've been caught up in. Amen. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in us when we allow him because he's a gentleman when he lives in us, then we can live holy and walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we're called. So we sit and then we walk. Walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the result of our walk in Christ, which, which should be the result of our walk in Christ. So we've sat or we're at rest. We allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in us that we walk worthy of the vocation where we're called. We live a holy life, uh, a life that honors God and is a blessing to other people. And then the result of our walk in Christ is, hallelujah, Ephesians 4.32. And Paul says, and be ye kind one to another. This is a part of the deal, amen. We got to be kind to one another, amen. This, this excuse of this is just the way I am is, is really saying I, A, don't understand how much I'm loved by God. I don't understand I'm seated in heavenly places uh, with Christ, amen, and, I, I, I don't understand that the work of the Holy Spirit, I, I must allow him to work and live the life of Christ through me. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what we're saying when we say this is just the way I am. Amen. We're fallen. Yes, that is the way you are. But knowing that the response should be hallelujah, hallelujah, Holy Spirit, have your way in me that I might be kind one to another. Amen. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So, you know, I am human like you, and I was a grudge holder, and I had trouble forgiving other people. And part of my issue with that is that I, um, I lost sight of how much God forgave me. Now, Old Testament, and even and, and when Jesus preached it, and in, in, in the Gospels, amen, Unless, let's understand that Jesus, when he preached in the Gospels, was uh, still preaching under the Old Covenant. The New Covenant did not start till after he rose from the dead and the Holy Spirit uh, came uh, on the scene, amen. So, New Testament forgiveness is to forgive because we've been forgiven. Old Testament forgiveness is forgive in order to receive forgiveness. There's a difference. So I'm not forgiving in order to receive God's forgiveness. I am forgiving because I have been forgiven. Amen. There's a difference. Amen. God made the first move. He forgave us and then we should forgive others. Amen. And that should be the result of walking worthy of the vocation wherewith you call. You're kind to other people. You're tenderhearted and you're forgiving. Amen. So we sit. With Christ in heavenly places, we understand that that's our position. We're in a nearness to Father God through Christ. Amen. We have access to God, Father God, and the blessings, and we, our prayers will be answered, and, and, and blessings are there. Then we transition to walking or letting the Holy Spirit walk through us and live the life of Christ through us, that we walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we're called. Amen. Uh, we are a blessing to the world. We are honor God and our behavior. Amen. We are loving one towards another. We are tenderhearted towards one another and we forgive one another. Amen. So sit and walk. And now we're ready for the right way to war. So once you're right, know you're forgiven and you're loved. 
and that you're in a, in a favorable place with Father God in Christ. And you have access to all the blessings of God through Christ. Amen. And now you've allowed the Holy Spirit to work and, and walk and work through you. Amen. To express the life of Christ through you. To be a blessing to the world and those you encounter. Amen. To rightly represent God. Now you're ready to war in the proper way. If you got a whole lot of mess in your life and you're not yet mature spiritually as a Christian, the devil's going to take you out. Not from a standpoint of, um, you know, you'll just be killed or something like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm at, when I say take you out, I mean you're not ready to handle him on a spiritual level. He will defeat you spiritually. That's what I'm talking about, all right? So I'm not, please don't say Pastor Brown, say we're going to die. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about you will be defeated spiritually. Amen. All right. Going back to uh, chapter six. All right. We're going to pick up from verse 13 of Ephesians. Amen. This is Paul again. He says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Not some of it, but you need the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Hallelujah. You're going through right now. The COVID is, go is making me crazy. The social uh, unrest is making me crazy. Political uh, activity is making me crazy. This is the evil day. And we're not withstanding because we haven't learned how to sit, how to walk, and then put on the whole or the entire armor or every piece of armor of God we need it all that she may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all putting on all the armor amen hallelujah to stand let's look at this word armor in the Greek amen the original Greek the root word Greek it's panop panoplia and it means full armor everything needed to wage successful warfare the full resources the Lord gives to the believers so they can successfully wage spiritual warfare. In this way, we do not fight for victory, but fight from his victory. So when we engage in spiritual warfare, we're not trying to defeat an uh, already defeated foe. We are fighting from victory that uh, our foe is defeated already. He's just not displaced. Amen. He's not been moved yet. He's not been placed in hell yet. But he, has, he was defeated at the cross. But we got we to use this armor. The full armor. Okay, let's move on. Verse 14. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Let's look at this word loins in the Greek. It's the word asphas. And it's the hip or the reproductive area. It's the part of the body where the armor was worn. So the, uh, think of a soldier, amen, and there was armor around the hip area or the loins or the reproductive area, amen. It says to smite the loins referred to, a, so if your, your loin area was smited, amen, to smite the loins or to hit the loins or uh, to injure the loins referred to a fatal blow forever ending anything that would, that would or could come from the from the slain or from you amen so in other words if i was injured in my loin area or you were injured in your loin area there would be no possibility for you to reproduce again amen and we have to have our loins girt about with truth amen hallelujah y'all not gonna like this one amen but part of spiritual warfare is keeping yourself sexually especially when you are unmarried The devil's got you. Your loin area must be protected with truth. The body's not for fornication. The body's for the Lord. Now, yeah, you're married. Amen. You know, the, the, the marriage is honorable and all and the bed is undefiled. But as a single, you have been defeated because your reproductive area, your loins were not girt about with truth. 
I know we don't want to hear that. But it's the truth. <laughs> Why are you in and out of church? Why are you always up and down emotionally? Why are you going from boyfriend to boyfriend to girlfriend to girlfriend? Amen. You, the devil, you have no victory spiritually because your loins are not girt about with truth. Let's move on because y'all don't like me for, for that one. And having the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate co co uh, covers your chest area, your torso. And our torso area is protected by understanding we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that he has bestowed his righteousness upon us. Amen. And then living in a way where the Holy Spirit has his way in our life and we live out that righteousness. Can't be, I, I can't be a spiritual warrior and be effective if I don't first know that I'm legally righteous through Christ and that I allow the Holy Spirit to live out that righteousness through me. When I don't know that I'm legally righteous through Christ and then live that out, my torso is unprotected. We're talking about putting on the whole armor of God. So these first two, you, you could be unprotected in your loin area and your, and your torso because you have not learned how to sit and rest in God's forgiveness and love and know that we're near to God and that we're not praying to a God that's far off, but we're near to him and he hears our prayers and he answers our prayers according to his will that we allow the Holy Spirit to walk and live out the life of Christ through us. Amen. Uh, and that we're to love one another, forbear one another, with one another, bear up with one another, uh, forgive one another as we've been forgiven. And then we move on to spiritual warfare. Amen. Having your loins, your reproductive area protected with truth and a breastplate, your torso protected with righteousness. Knowing you're righteous legally and you don't have to earn your righteous position. And then allowing the Holy Spirit to live out that righteousness through you. Oh, we're, we're talking about sit, walk, war. You want a war? This is how it happens. And your feet shod or put on feet or readiness. You're, you're always in ready uh, with the preparation or the foundation, the readiness of the gospel of peace. Amen. Hallelujah. That we're not going everywhere tattletaling or, 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 or uh, sharing gossip and anything. But our feet are ready to share the gospel. This is a part of spiritual warfare. Want to defeat the enemy. Amen. We use the gospel. I know you thought we were going to talk about binding and loosing. Uh, spiritual warfare has to do with these things. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's move on. And above all, or in other words, the most important, taking the shield of faith. Now, shield protects you. Amen. A shield is held up. Amen. Hallelujah. But the shield, this, this force field that goes around us. So it's more than just something we hold up, but it's, it's more of the idea of a force field. The force field around us is faith. Faith being the Greek word pistis, where we lean on, where we rely on, where we depend on the Lord. Our force field is to depend on the Lord. Our shield, our covering is to lean on, depend on God at all times. I'm human like you. There's times where you lose focus and you're not operating according to faith. Amen. We know faith operates by love. So if you know you're loved, amen, hallelujah, glory to God. And there been times when I thought God didn't love me and God was trying to kill me. I had, a, I had a bad perspective, amen. So thus faith was not operating and my shield was not in operation as well. It says above all, taking the shield of faith. You want, we are protected by faith or through faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench or benumi or extinguish or suppress all the fiery darts or the, the, fi the thoughts, the missiles sent by the devil. You are not shielded from his negative evil 
thoughts and intentions and, and trying to make you have low self-esteem and lack confidence in God and all that. You are not protected if you do not operate in faith. The enemy will have a heyday with your mind and your emotions. It says above all. Faith is our shield, our force field to quench the arrows of the enemy, those thoughts, those feelings that he sends our way, those negative things. You're ugly. You're never going to get married. You're never going to have this. God doesn't love you. Or all these negative things. You need to kill yourself. All these negative things, those suicidal thoughts I had years ago, the enemy. I had no shield of faith to be protected and I was exposed. I was losing the spiritual warfare battle. Let's move on. And take the helmet of salvation. Let me stop there for a second. We need uh, every every good soldier needs a helmet. We're talking about spiritual warfare. Well, what is the helmet of salvation? I'm just going to briefly look at 1 Thessalonians 5 and 8. That's going to explain it to us. And it's at the bottom of the page. It says, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Excuse me. So the helmet of salvation is a helmet of hope. If you have no hope, a hope from a biblical standpoint is a confident expectation of good. If there is no hope in your life, your head is unprotected from the enemy's attacks. No faith, no shield, no force field, no hope, your head or whereby your thoughts are unprotected. We think, we feel, we act. If your head is unprotected, the fiery dart to the arrows from the enemy will come and affect your thinking. That will affect your emotions and then thereby affect your actions. Hope is a vital piece of the armor of God. Whew, Jesus. Now we understand why we're going, why we're going through what we go through. And the sword, now we're talking about our offensive weapon. And the sword of the spirit. Now, if any of you have been with me on Tuesday nights, I quote from... Um, Mark eleven twenty three and 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 we we uh, Jesus is instructing us to uh, faith must be spoken. We must speak to the mountain, speak to the obstacle. Amen. Hallelujah. And most and not most prayers should be based on even if they're not verbatim, but they should be based on the promises of God that are in the Word. So our offensive weapon is the Word of God, not against other Christians, but against. Uh, the obstacles against the forces of evil, against the devil, is the word of God. But if I don't know the word, I have no offensive weapon. If I'm not reading, if I'm not studying, I, I, I have nothing to use as an offensive weapon. Let's move. We're talking about spiritual warfare. Sit, But we started with sit, walk, and war. So the helmet of salvation or the helmet of hope protects our head and protects our thoughts and the sword of the spirit. Amen. Our offensive weapon, the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 18, praying always. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Praying always in all prayers and supplications. So praying for a specific heartfelt need. Supplications are specific heart felt needs lord that will be done what, what, what do you need pray for that well you know god's so busy you know if i i, I come to him with my selfish needs what did, what did jesus tell the disciples to do? give us this day our daily bread in other words pray, you're praying for something that you need amen doesn't make you selfish it makes you human Amen. He, God, God loves to give. 
God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So praying always with all prayers and supplications, supplications, praying for specific heartfelt needs in the spirit. So uh, allow the Holy Spirit to bring up to you what you should be praying. Amen. And then other times, there are times when you pray in tongues or pray in the spirit and watching. Watching here is to exercise constant vigilance over something. So keep praying for something until it's done. Knock. Keep knocking. Therefore, with all perseverance, so we got to persevere through some things. We got to keep praying. We got to persevere. And supplications means the same thing that we, uh, that specific prayer for all saints. So we're, we're to pray for one another. All right. So what's the conclusion of all this that I just spoke about? So when we know and understand we are seated in heavenly places in Christ, we rest. Now, rest is not laziness. It's I'm at peace with what Christ has accomplished for me at the cross. I'm forgiven of all my sins, past, present and future. I am in Christ legally, positionally, spiritually. I mean, I'm near to Father God where my prayers can be answered because we're supposed to direct our prayers towards Father God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm in a place of love. He so loved me. He sent his son to die in my place. Amen. So we rest and bring to an end our self efforts to be approved by God. So much of our Christian walk. We're trying to be approved by God. We're trying to gain God's approval. We already have it through Christ. We have God's approval through Christ. Now, it sounds very spiritual and all that. Uh, you know, when I, when I die, when I get to heaven, I got God to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. God's going to say well done to you if you've received his son into your life. We've got to stop making it about us. It's all about Jesus. Now, obviously, he would be pleased to see you carry out a lifestyle that's in concert with his will of course but this we, we it's it's i'm gonna use a young people word it's low-key conceited when we say i want to get to heaven and have god say well done my good and faithful son or daughter he, he'll be pleased when he finds us that we've received christ amen and obviously it would not hurt if your life and it's 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 for your best benefit that your life lines up with his will you you are being led by God amen glory to God so we rest and bring to an end our self efforts to be approved by God we have God's approval once we receive Christ amen so once resting in Christ we can then live out the life of Christ before the world by loving and forgiving anyone everyone we know this is empowered by the Holy Spirit amen Lastly, as believers living in a fallen world, so we live in a fallen world. This is not this is not heaven. This is a fallen world. Hallelujah. We put on and operate in the protection that God has provided for us that we might be able to stand or thrive in this evil world for Christ. I sense that many of us are struggling because we don't we've, we've not got this concept of sit, walk and then war. We've tried to war first. We've skipped the other five chapters of Ephesians and went straight to chapter six. And we were not settled or rested in Christ. We did not allow the Holy Spirit to walk in us and, and live in us and walk out the life of Christ in us. Before we began to war and we had a lack of understanding with the armor of God was. God is trying to mature us that we might be able to stand and thrive in this evil day. God loves you and I love you. I'm going to pray for everybody. Amen. As he leads me. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we thank you and praise you, Lord God, for opening up our understandings with this word today. Father God, many of us are out of sorts. We're lacking faith. We don't know how to spiritually engage in warfare properly. Our lives are not full of happiness and joy and peace. 
that we're not living the victorious life that you would have for us. Father God, teach us how to sit, how to walk, and then how to war. And do it specific to us, Lord God, that you know the areas of weakness that we have. You know the areas of struggle. Help us, Lord God, to sit, to walk, and to war, and to live our best lives on this side of heaven. We thank you. We praise you that you love us enough that you reach out to us, Lord God, today and minister this word to us. We bless you for your love, for your forgiveness, and for your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name, help, those, help them, Lord God, in Jesus' name. All the viewers today, in Jesus' name, amen. I, I, just, I just hear the word victory. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. But we got to do it according to the plan. We can't make up our own plan of victory. We got to do it according to God's plan. And God laid it out for us in chapters 2, 4, and 6. Of Ephesians the whole book is wonderful though amen hallelujah victory is yours today you just got to follow the plan of God amen he loves you I love you and you can do it through Christ Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit amen friends if you were impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness say these words with me say Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you, and go on with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.